you love a party? Do you love a party? <laughs> yeah. It's great, isn't it? You get together with friends and, and people that you might not like quite so much, but you try to avoid them. And, and, and you sort of, you, you just have this opportunity to have fun together. And uh, you are able to, above all of that, have all the food that you shouldn't really have, <laughs> which you then have to go on a diet for a month afterwards, what I do, um, to, to recover from it. I, I, I thought, you can't have a party without one of these. So I brought one of these along. And, um, you know, because I, I think it's great to party. I really do, and uh, if uh, the cleaners are here, my apologies already, um, just to let you know that I've got some more in my pocket, um, because, because parties, they are fun times, and, and the fact remains that lots of people think that God doesn't like to party, but I've got news for you, God loves to party, and the Bible is full of examples where it shows us that God is a God who loves to celebrate and party. In fact, the Bible tells us that when we eventually get to heaven, it's going to be one long party. And I'm really looking forward to that because when I get to heaven, I'm not going to put on weight. <laughs> when I get to heaven, I'm going to have a perfect body. I'm near perfect now, but it's going to be even better. <laughs> when I get to heaven, I'm not going to get old anymore. It's just brilliant. But uh, the Bible tells us that there was an occasion right at the beginning where Jesus was beginning his ministry where he was invited to go to a party. This was a wedding. And uh, Jesus uh, got the invitation and he decided that he'd go along with his mum. I don't know if you brought your mum with you today, but uh, if you have, enjoy the party with her. And, uh, and, and so Jesus, his mum, and the disciples, they go to the wedding. Now, I'm sure this is not going to happen here later, but have you ever been to a celebration or a party where you've had to queue for food and you've noticed that the ones at the front of the queue are laden down? Their plates are full and overflowing. And you're seeing the supplies gradually diminishing. And, and you're thinking to yourself, hold on a minute, I'm here at the back. Uh, now, at some parties I've seen, people have clearly thought that that was what likely to happen, so it's become like a rugby scrum. Let's see who can get there first. I notice that Pastor Dave is creating a controlling factor here and uh, making sure that that doesn't happen. But you see, I've arrived at the, at the table sometimes and found that there's just nothing left. Nothing left. It's run out. And... and it must be very embarrassing to go to a party and then find that uh, halfway through the party you've run out of food and drink. And this is what happened at this party. Suddenly, there was a realisation that they hadn't got enough supplies in. That the resources had gone and run dry. Now, the Bible tells us it was the wine. Uh, it, it was the, now, I don't know why it was it was the wine that ran out rather than the food, but that is what they didn't have enough of. Uh, and, and so here we find that there is empty resources where people are not going to be able to find the desired drink that they were looking for. And it reminds me that in life, 
There are many people who, because of circumstances of life, they suddenly find that the human resources that they were depending upon have run out. The human resources that they were relying upon no longer are there. Some people, they build up their bank account and think, well, we will rely on the finances. That will bring us satisfaction, and suddenly you find it doesn't. Others say, well, I'll build a career, and when I get to uh, the pinnacle of my career, that will bring satisfaction, and it doesn't. Suddenly you find that uh, the resources have run out. There's all sorts of things that people do to try and find an answer to having a blessed and happy life because they want to be people who can go along and they want to be people who want to enjoy life and to party just like I can't I can't pull it oh yes I can <laughs> just like that now what we find is that when this happens there is someone there who comes along and who's got an expectant heart and this is a lady, her name is Mary. She happens to be Jesus' mother, which is an advantage, but uh, she, she has this expectant heart. In other words, what she does, she turns to Jesus and she says to Jesus, look Jesus, we've got a problem. And the problem is they've run out of wine. Now, Jesus seems to give an answer that suggests, well, it might be your problem, but it isn't mine. But that is obviously not clearly what he was thinking because we see later on that there's something amazing that happens. But you see, for Mary, she expected Jesus to do something. And what I want to ask you is in your life, as you're facing issues and difficulties, do you have an expectation that God has an interest in you? Do you have an expectation that God can do something about what you're going through? Do you have an expectation that when you are at the end of your tether, there seems to be no way out and no way through, that there is a God who is interested in you, who values you, loves you, and considers you so important that he wants to take interest in your life? He wants to take interest in what you're facing and what you're going through. I mean, who would have thought there would be a God who would be interested in a party where there's no wine left? But that is the reality. And Mary expected God to do something. And for some of you this morning, you need to know that you need to change your thinking and begin to start to expect God to do something as you recognize that he's willing to do so. And as you come and bring the issue to him. But not only was she expectant, but also she was encouraging as well. I love to be encouraged. There are times when Maureen, my wife, says to me, you do look handsome today. Now, it doesn't happen very often, but I take the encouragement when it comes. I mean, you have to grab it, don't you, when, it, when, it, when it's spoken. Uh, and and uh, there are times when I get home on a Sunday and she'll say to me, well, that wasn't a bad sermon, really. Well, it was okay. You know, you could improve, but nevertheless, you know, you've still got, you've still got time to do that. So encouraging words are great. I mean, don't you get depressed when someone comes along and discourages you and tells you things that you really know, but you don't want to hear? Like, you know, I've had some of uh, my children tell me that I'll never be able to have plaits in my hair anymore. Uh, and, uh, you know, why do they need to draw attention to the fact that when the, I'm out in the sun, there is sort of this glow that tends to happen. 
Um, I, I call it a halo, but they just call it uh, sunshine. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the way it is. I'm standing under spotlights here, and I can see some are putting their sunshades on because of, of, the, of the glow that's coming from my head. You'd never believe I was once known as Fuzz. Uh, because I had this big head of hair. I'm looking around some of the hair here. I'm getting really jealous, I have to say. I used to have hair like that. Now I got married. And, um, <laughs> oh no, did I say that? I, I'm so sorry. Oh, I really shouldn't have said that. But uh, you're fun. And, and so here is, here is Jesus. He's about to do something. But what Mary says, these encouraging words, she says to the servants, look, listen to me. Whatever he says do, just do it. And I'm not sure how they thought about this. Whatever he says do, just do it. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we have to realize that people will come and say to us, you need to take a step into the unknown. You have to take a step where you're not too sure where it's going to go, but I want to encourage you to take that step. And for some of you this morning, you may need to take a step. A step into the unknown. If you haven't got this sense of, of recognition of a, a God who wants you to celebrate life and enjoy life and experience what it's like to party uh, and, to, and to have this, this awareness that there's a God who's interested in you and wants to be related to you, haven't got that knowledge, then you may have to take this step. And I want to bring to you an encouraging word to say, take the step. And so that's what Mary did. She says to these servants, look, you do what he says. And then the Bible tells us this, that Jesus calls the servants over and says, okay, right, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to the water pots. I want you to fill them up. And then I want you to take hold of the wine jugs. And I want you to pour out the jug of water. Now, if I was a servant, I would be thinking, no, they've not run out of water. We've got plenty of water. They've run out of wine. It's not water we want, it's wine we want. But these servants, I have to commend them. I really do, because it seems as though, having received the encouraging word from Mary, off they go and do exactly what Jesus says. And the Bible says that the moment they began to pour out this liquid that it no longer was water, but now it was wine. And the amazing thing that I read about this story is, it was such an ex extravagant supply. Can you believe there was gallons and gallons and gallons of wine? There was no way they could get through all that lot. There was enough wine for the party then and for another fortnight's party thereafter. There was such an amazing supply. And you know, that's what God's like. He is extravagant. And we think that he's a bit of a skinflint and he wants to hold back his blessing. No, he doesn't. He wants to bless us. And what we find is that, and I referred to it earlier on, what we find is that uh, when they taste the wine, the, the guy who was in charge of the party, he turns around to the bridegroom and says, hold on a minute. This is the best I've ever tasted. I've never tasted wine like this. And normally, you bring out the best first and the worst last, so that no one by then is aware how bad it is. You've done it the other way round. 
And that's what God is like. He's that extravagant that he wants to give to you overflow. And I want to say to the church here at Harlow, there is overflow coming. There is overflow coming. And it will be extravagant. It will be beyond whatever you could dream of. You will need to keep in step. You will need to take the appropriate measures to release the overflow. But if you listen to the encouraging words that will be given, if you have an expectant heart, then you will find truly what it is to be in a place where you will be celebrating and rejoicing. But may each and every one of us continue to really know what it is to party and celebrate because of our relationship and our discovery of a God who is a God of extravagance because that's a cause for celebration. God bless you. I would have brought my last party popper, but it went bang in my pocket and therefore, oh, hold on, it might still bang. It does. Oh, God. Let's just...